Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good Saturday morning, I guess, good Saturday afternoon and everything like that. Hey, Tim, uh, we're here on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, and, and we kind of show direction now a little bit more. We've always been talking about sports here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I show the full name, but uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, i got to ask you a question, uh, because where's the beanbag? I feel like the beanbag is right at the last <laughs> bag incident and now there's there's noise coming again from over where you are are you sitting on the beanbag are you wrestling no, what are you doing no i'm not I'm, I'm at a desk i'm not even i actually gave the, the beanbag a viking funeral this week i i have no idea i'm like my, my mic is my, my mic's in a good spot um i've made sure to remove all all things are you, are you really is it really that bad Wait, wait till you hear back, because I I can edit that out if I wanted to. But I find it amusing, and I think that people who have been tuning into the Fantasy Impact Today Network, they they always like to pick up shows. At least I used to like to pick up shows from the beginning, and to be able to watch people grow as time goes on. And I think people have been able to see my growth a little bit as a podcast host and being able to edit things. And they probably mm-hmm. seen me go through the phase where I just didn't care about editing anything anymore, and I just let it go because I was tired of editing anything. And and uh, actually, Bob Long told me one time. When I was on his podcast, he said, "He said, look, just don't, don't, don't edit nothing. Just it, it feels more natural whenever it all comes out like that." I said, "Okay, Bob, I, I'll do that." And so uh, <laughs> we, that's what we did. And so I think people enjoy the journey. And this podcast has started from the ground up. And I don't know what you did either, but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to look at that, di- dissect it, because there are podcast snobs out there who who hate interruptions they love to have great clean microphones they 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 don't want any ohms uh ah you know just stuff like that they don't want any static in the background they don't want any loud noises uh, they're they're podcast snobs is what they are tim i got you i got you so i will tell you i've actually uh i'm not anywhere <clears throat> i'm actually not anywhere near my normal studio i'm actually uh Coming to you live from what I, I've dubbed my family's uh, FanDuel Sportsbook House, uh, actually outside the state of New York. We've uh, it's been a long, it's been a weekend getaway for us for about the last fifteen to twenty years. So I have a um, I have a little desk in my attic. I'm coming to you live from the FanDuel Sports <laughs> oh. House. Uh, not actually FanDuel Sports House. I just I, I can I, I can play casino games here, and it's always been a, it's always been uh. a good time. So I'm actually I'm on the road and I'm having some good times. How, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 in the same location, uh, uh, North Alabama, you know that kind of. Thing. And uh, it's interesting whenever I do talk to somebody new and and we start a new podcast and everything to go through all that stuff because I it, it, I didn't know that you couldn't wager unless you go to the FanDuel house. I didn't know you couldn't do that, and I have to drive like an hour away to be able to place any kind of wagers if I want to drive towards Tennessee and do it. I haven't done that yet because I'm just waiting until it comes this way, and I realize that. There are people who need to be protected from themselves as far as Mm -hmm. wagering goes or alcohol or drugs or anything like that. And I would like to think that I was one of those people at one time because I did need (laughs) protection from myself. But when it comes to gambling, I look at it. Maybe it's not as secure as the stock market stuff. But if you were to give me a thousand bucks and said, hey, Wes, go go to New York, go to the stock market exchange and, and just start placing down I don't I, wagers bets is that what you would call it start buying things what, how do you what do you what do you call those things Tim I, I, it's somewhere between somewhere between gambling and investing I don't I don't really know what the disconnect is I'm a I'm a big fan of barstool sports and one of my favorite things to watch during the pandemic was when you know all the sports were down they could you know you couldn't gamble on anything it was really it was rewatching old games rewatching. You know your your favorite Netflix series, and then you had Dave Portnoy, Davy Day Trades, is, yeah, is yeah. what he called himself, and he and he would and he would and he would gamble on the stocks. He had million dollar days, and he had days where he lost a million dollars. So I really I, I find it I, I I find myself having this conversation with many people I know in that industry where it hey it's the same thing. We both we st- we study the past of the, instead of studying past of companies. We're studying the past of teams. We're studying the past of individual players. We're projecting the futures, the future calls or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the. Uh, what's it called that well? I don't know the terminology from Wall Street that well. But it, it's it's weirdly the same thing. And just to be clear on one thing, in you get the difference between New York and uh, Connecticut 
that you could play table games on your phone in Connecticut and you can sports bet in both states, but in New York, you can't play table games. So uh, to your point earlier of saving you from your saving you from yourself a little bit, if I had table games on my phone 24 hours a day, I might be living in a cardboard box. So I'm thankful that I have to cross a state line every now and then to play these games. <laughs> I can understand that. And, and I, I get it a little bit. I understand there's probably not as much volatility in the stock mm-hmm. market, but at right. the same time, there is, like you said, and whenever I've seen images of the stock market floor, those people look just as stressed out as somebody watching a football game on a Sunday. You know, Someone I mean, they pull their hair out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, you see those movies of all the crooked deals and all everything that goes on in the stock market. And then, you know, you have people like, uh, oh, what's that lady? Mar- uh, Martha White, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart, who gets, is that her name? Yeah, Martha Stewart, you're right. Yeah, yeah, well, who gets busted for illegally trading stocks and everything. Look, that sounds a lot like Vegas. That sounds a lot like gambling, whatever you put your bottom line to it. But if you were to ask me, hey, Wes, here's a thousand bucks, go invest it into stocks or invest it into football or sports. I, I would want to think that I would come out ahead short term, long term, every term if I were to put it down on sports because I know sports. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I know sports. And so and I, I know that I've come out ahead many a time whenever I've been playing DFS or a prop bets over on, on a prize picks or anything like that. I know I've done that and I've tried to look into stock market stuff and it just it's a different language to me. I don't know that I can ever get into that. Tim. So I my biggest things the, the day that I swore off the um, the day I swore off the stock market. Well, there were two instances, actually. One, when I was 15, I was walking again with my good buddy who I mentioned on the show before, my other, my other uh, past co-host, Jose. We were walking. We were 15. We were in our local mall doing some Christmas shopping, and some guy offered to say, hey, there's this, there's this new thing. And we're, we're, what are you talking about? It was a guy who was promoting Bitcoin, and he said, hey, you know, if you, if you, put, a dollar, if you put a dollar in, you can get 100,000 shit. Oh, what, what are you talking about, man? There's no way. And then – Sure as the sun coming up, the you know the that the, throughout the pandemic it just skyrocketed, and I'm sure that guy is living on a yacht somewhere, has no care has no care in the world about money. Secondly, was uh, Penn Penn National Gaming, which actually acquired Barstool Sports. They were trading one day right after the market tanked at about three dollars a share, and I'm like, you know, do I do I just put do I just put a thousand dollars in? Everyone's telling me to do it. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, yeah, the, the, who, oh. who knows when the world who knows when the world goes back? It was trading. It went from three dollars a share to hundred and thirty six dollars a share. And again, my uh, I left to my own devices. I've missed my I've missed the I missed the boat on two very good investment opportunities. So since that day, I have not tried to understand it. I've sp- I've stuck to sports gambling, and that was my uh that was my leash. Understood that. And I, I, I had some similar things. I had family members that would text me and say, hey, I just, you know, I care about you. I love you. And I, I'm trying to tell everybody I love about this crypto stuff and, and this Bitcoin. And if you invest in it, you'll be rich one day. And it's, I'm only telling you because I love you. I'm like, I, I haven't heard from these people in like 10 years. There's no way that they love me that much to be able to make me a millionaire. <laughs> They've been hacked. They've been all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, a, so hey, uh, we have been trying to figure out, I'm not going to say a direction for the show because I think we've had a direction. We've talked about the Super Bowl. And we need to talk about a little bit about the past Super Bowl this week, Tim, just our feelings of what happened last weekend. But, you know, also, I thought a good show topic here, because Saturday's the weekend, start of the weekend, and usually things on Twitter start trending on the weekend on Saturday or carry over from Friday night. We can also look ahead to things, and, and we'll carry it around sports. I believe we can circle everything back around to sports. Uh, my my life revolves around a lot of sports, so I, th- I imagine anything trending on Twitter can revolve a lot a lot around sports as well. But we can, we can do that and just talk about whatever's trending on Twitter for this week and hopefully for next week as well. So um, as we do that, one of the things, I don't know that it will be trending next week, but let's let's just get the NFL. Let's get the Super Bowl out of the way, Tim, a sure, little bit. Agree. And, and, and what, what our thoughts were and how things went, shook out. I know uh, some of those bets and everything that we talked about doing they didn't necessarily pan out it it was a strange looking super bowl from that perspective i listen to a lot of different podcasts with some professional gamblers who do nothing but gamble for a living that's what they do and man they they lost they lost uh and and that's all i heard about was they lost barely broke even and that was a day where they usually made hay 
because of all the public bets that were coming in, they were able to take advantage of how the market swung during that time, and they just they 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 lost it. the 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 first half unders didn't come in; it was always overs last week, and a lot of that had to do with the field conditions. And I actually made notes about, hey, I got to figure out what the field conditions are going to be like next year for the Super Bowl going into it. Uh, there was no there was no defense, there was no sacks, there was no the, the defensive lineman had couldn't do anything, Tim. I, I get it was a, it was a great game from from start to finish. I, the only again the only thing in Travis Kelsey's uh, on the New Heights podcast with his brother that it was great up until that holding call on Juju Smith Schuster. I mean it, it really it seemed balanced. Pat Mahomes when he went down right before halftime, I think everybody's heart kind of fell out of their chest a little bit. Um, you know what was going to happen? I, I my biggest thing I took Jalen Hurts's under throwing yards and at mm-hmm. halftime. I just couldn't help but kick myself. I'm like, because we had discussed it. You know, we we had talked about how he hadn't thrown over 200 yards since uh, since he was with Chicago. And I'm like, you know, this this might this might be the sneaky lock. I I, I tied it into a lot of my to a lot of my parlays. Uh, Pat Mahomes, I bet the over. Which again, you know, he went down with that ankle injury. It was really interesting. But Wes, you know what? I have to tell you, my favorite part of it was my my absolute favorite part of the Super Bowl after after the game was over. Jason and Travis Kelsey, they, they had been a, they had been a conversation the whole two weeks. It was the Kelsey versus Kelsey uh, Super Bowl. Sure. You know, they had the mom and dad involved. I, I have a brother myself. Uh, I, I love the emotion at the end of it from Travis Kelsey, man. And just going up, going up to his brother, his, you know, Jason was trying to be, you know, he was trying to be a pro about it. He was like, look, go celebrate. It's not right for me to be out here. And Travis just grabbing him and being like, dude, thank you for the best year of my life. And uh. It, it was it, it was just a very somber moment, man. It, it it was so great to see. I know Jason. He's kind of at the he's kind of at the end of his rope. He might he might be done. You know, he, I think he said he's going to get away from the game for a little bit and make it and make a decision with a clear mind. Um, but it, it that was just a great Super Bowl, man. It, it was it was great to see like just yeah. you know just two brothers at the end of the game just giving each other a hug and you know same thing same thing with the mom Jason. You know, I'm a big mama's boy, so Jason crying in his mom's arms after the game that was. It hit home for me because that's been me a couple times in life. Yeah, and I could see Jason Kelsey even maybe going to be with his brother in Kansas City mm-hmm. and playing there. I think that he has that opportunity to do so. So uh, you could almost see he that happening, age, you know? Yeah. yeah, so that'd be interesting if that did happen. Uh, early on in the game, I noticed, I thought I noticed that the calls were going Kansas City's way. Okay, I, I just thought I noticed that there was a helmet to helmet call. Uh, non-call on Devontae Smith, I believe, on that catch that he almost made, didn't make. There was a helmet-to-helmet, and I think it was the first drive, and I went, okay, because I was watching for it, because I was going to start placing second-half props left and right, right? And then Mm -hmm. I also saw on that first drive, Miles Sanders fumbling the ball, went out of bounds or whatever it was, and then he wasn't even brought out there for the second drive. I was like, oh, they're putting Miles Sanders in the doghouse. Whatever opportunities he had are going to go away, and and he never had a lot of opportunities anyway. If the game script was a negative grain game script for the Philadelphia Eagles because they'd be in passing situations a little bit more often or if they were behind. And so this game looked like it was going to be one of those uh, where Kansas City was going to be in the game the entire time. And so Miles Sanders was just going to be phased out. So I did take advantage of that one with any Miles Sanders prop bets. I I just started slamming the unders on all those things and that, that became profitable. But I also looked at it going, okay, this is going Kansas City's way from the referee standpoint. And you know that first call on the first drive, and then the last call on the last drive. It kind of, it kind of looked that way. I thought in between though, it was it was a fairly reft game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, like I said, the really the only problem I had, uh, you know, I get why they they threw the flag on um on on James uh, Bradbury, I believe his name is number twenty four of the Eagles. Like it was a hold, yes. But again, on the very same play, I mean, you could have flagged Orlando or Orlando Brown, the big left yeah. tackle for Kansas City, for illegal use of hands to the face. Like, I, it stinks that again, like it was such a great Super Bowl up until then. People were like, "Oh, you know, the Eagles would have gotten the ball back with a minute and, and, and forty-five seconds left." It stinks that it has to end under controversy like that. But but a great a, a great fought game by by both sides. Um, I I have to. You know, young Joker, Cardarius Tony, former Giant. The Giants traded him away for nothing, and he's a young, and he's a Super Bowl and he's a Super Bowl champion now. I'll never understand it. I'll I'll always question it. 
And it, you know, it, 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 it that that kind of hits home for me because I, I personally I love the guy. I thought he was great. I thought if we surrounded him with the right talent and the right coaching, he would have been great. And it's great to see him go to uh, to Kansas City and win a championship. But you know, with Kadarius Tony, he played his cards right. Absolutely. For him. I mean, I'm not saying that that was good for Giant fans or anything like that, but he played his cards right. And sometimes NFL players do those things. And I think mm-hmm. back to even uh, who who was it? Peyton Manning. Wasn't it Peyton Manning who didn't want to go to play in Los Angeles that whole time with, oh, man, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like whatever it was during his draft period, Philip Rivers, him, they kind of swapped spots or something. Oh, uh, no. I, e- Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Eli, oh, yeah, yeah. I said Peyton. Yeah. yeah Eli Manning you know, doing all that. So they kind of get their way at times whenever they did that. And, and let's face it, Kadarius Tony didn't want to be in New York. It didn't look like he wanted to be in New York at any point, mm-hmm. at any time during his career. He always had some kind of injury. Maybe he's just going to be injury plagued like that. But uh, they definitely didn't like that kind of uh, I don't I don't know it, they they didn't like that attitude in New York either so I thought it was a win win for both sides. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, hey, it was it, it, it was really interesting. I think I think there's more to the story that you know it's obviously oh, yeah. you know it's it's too much for us to talk about. I think right, think right. I think I think there was I think there was some level of animosity on both sides. Um, but you know they they handled it professionally. I mean, it, it is what it is, and um. Him, Juju Smith-Schuster, like all these guys who were once Kansas City on a one-year deal, you know, they, they've been successful. And I think that both of them, I think both of them get some type of good contract extension from both of them to stay in, uh, to stay in Kansas City. Yeah, Brad Bradbury did admit that he, yeah, it was a hold and everything. We just, yeah. I, we, like we talked about last week, a little bit. If, if, yeah, it just it, it, but the NFL likes that because regardless of what we think, maybe they did want that outcome to be dictated to go Kansas City's way. I don't know why, but maybe they did. And judging by judging by the Roger Goodell hug on whoever that lineman was at Kansas City, oh. did you see that? Orlando <laughs> Brown. Orlando Brown. It made it? no sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know the last time I've been embraced by, like that. I've been married for a long, long time. I'm not sure the last time I've ever been embraced like that. You know no. that? Wes, I, 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 you know, I, I have, I have a job Monday, Monday to Friday. I can tell you, I, I've been in the workforce for a long time. I've never hugged my boss's boss like that. I, I, I've, I've never <laughs> embraced anybody who I've, who I've technically worked for like that. I, it, 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 I, you know, I, I, I'm not, the, we've talked about this. I'm not the believer that, the, that this game is scripted, but, I get why people ask it because I don't know anybody that would hug their boss like that. That man, it is what it is. But it was a great Super yeah. Bowl. Look forward to next season and things that are starting up too. Are, are you an XFL guy at all, Tim? Are you watching that? I, I've, I'm not. I, I'm a firm believer of. You know, when the Super Bowl ends, you count down until okay. pitchers and catchers report. And while the pitchers and catchers are reporting, you watch basketball. I have a big basketball day playing with my dad. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a baseball junkie. I've never really been an XFL or USFL guy. I haven't either. A little bit, and it is XFL that we're watching, right? It's not USFL. What, what are we watching now? What, what's, what's, what's? I believe be? that. I believe XFL is tonight. Uh, it starts so tonight. I, I yeah. know USFL. I believe it comes in around March or April. Really? Um, yeah, I think that I, I remember seeing highlights. I'm uh, not highlights. I remember seeing uh, ads for it during the Super Bowl. But um, it'll be interesting. I, I don't. I don't know. I I've seen different. You know, different things. Uh, in all my years, I've seen arena league. I've seen different kinds of arena leagues, <laughs> and I've always been interested in that stuff. And you always turn it on, and then it's just it never hits the same as the NFL. You know, right. I, I don't know what that is, and why it's different. And I've even heard I don't know if it's the XFL or USFL. Now I've, I'm confused. I thought it was just the XFL, where like you can have the forward passes twice in a single down, like you can pass it forward twice. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, Wes. I, I have no, I have no idea. I've never given yeah. it any mind. I know that the biggest thing with it is that I believe don't don't quote me on this. I believe it's the XFL has some type of deal with the NFL where they, you know, the NFL has tried very hard to stop these leagues from going because you know they're, they're you know obviously from a business side of it, they they control the market. They're you know sure. they're the top level of it, so they don't want any type of competition. I know the XFL or the USFL, again, I, I don't know which one, they've attempted to approach the NFL in the way that, you know, hey, we can create some type of, you know, minor league football system out of it. 
hit where you know got you know where coaches or, or where teams you know they can send young draft picks. Hey, go get some work in with this. I don't believe the NFL's totally bought into it, um, but I know that that's one thing that they have really tried to. The XFL has has the rock behind them. Uh, the USFL I know has been stopped and started multiple times because of financial issues. I don't know that both of them will succeed. I don't know that either of them will succeed. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll watch. I'll, I'll watch some type of football at one point or another. It reminded me whenever I heard about that rule, I was like, "Oh man, that reminds me of the NFL Blitz game." Remember that? Remember that yes. game? I don't know if yes. you can pass it forward twice. I can't remember how that worked, but boy, it was a fun game. I, I just it was it was revolutionary to the football game industry. And I wish they would have kept stats a little bit more. And that was, I think, pre before you could play anybody online or anything. But man, it was such mm-hmm. a fun game to be able to play that. Yep, I remember it. I don't know if the fun the funnest part was hitting after the ball after the play was over, and you could go up there and start you know slamming the people around and stuff and kick out. I, I, it was just be- a fun game, though. Before before CTE and and they tried to eliminate those types of hits. Those were those were the best parts of those game games. You just give a huge hit. And, you know, they, they they commended you for it. But now I think with the development of all the head injuries that the NFL is trying to eliminate, I'm sure they're not trying to promote that that much. No, and I I will side to the person on those things instead of trying to promote those things. But, man, I'm telling you, they used to promote that stuff all the time. You used to be able all to. All the time. I think whenever you'd like put in a subscription to Sports Illustrated or something, if you let your subscription run out, you could get the NFL's biggest hits. And that, you could just see people getting leveled, man, all the time. It's that was one of the things. And and now I'm, I'm glad they put a little more emphasis on making it legal. Tim, something that's trending, and I don't know if you watch soccer or not, but it, it looks like Arsenal, which I believe is going to be like a soccer league, not necessarily a team. Uh, no, Arsenal, Arsenal's a, uh, I believe Arsenal is a team in, in England. Um, I know about Tottenham. I know about Man U. I know about Man City. I believe Arsenal is the fourth team in, in England somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm more of, I'm more of a world cup guy. I, I love the world cup at Christmas time. I, I loved it. It was, it was such a great, I, I, I know it's normally during the summer. I know they moved it to, uh, you know, I know they moved it to the fall because in, in summertime it's 120 degrees regularly in, uh, mm-hmm. in Dubai. Um, I, I'm a big world cup guy. Uh, I'm a big concafa uh, cup guy. I've been to a few games. I actually went with my dad back in 20, Oh, good Lord. I believe it was 2014, 2015. I was in Europe with my dad and we went to the first uh, England versus Ireland national game where 18 years earlier, the the last time they had played, the game had been stopped because there were so many riots in the crowd and they they broke out into the field. So it was quite an interesting experience, but I don't follow it with any regularity. I don't either. I've never seen a soccer ball kick that I've really gotten into very much. I, I just, I just, I watch it and I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I got to go mow the yard or something. It's just one of those things that I can't necessarily <laughs> get into. Cat Turdy, uh, Cat Turdy, I guess. Catterday, Catterday probably is how you say that. Otherwise, I thought maybe that that trending topic was going to be Cat Turd. Have you ever looked over at Twitter on Cat Turd? Have you ever looked at him? Uh, I have, I have never actually. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I have not. <laughs> you you'd probably like it. Very, very sarcastic humor. Uh, maybe more politically based than anything else. But uh, cat, uh, cat turd is is kind of funny. I'll be I'll, I'll be admit it's kind of kind of funny. And he could get. I say he. I guess it's a he. Uh, he can get topics trending. I think he has a podcast and stuff like that. But this is Catterday. And when I clicked on it, it just has a bunch of funny. Very funny uh, cat videos on there, just like different people putting different things about their cats on there, which made me wonder whether or not you're a cat person or a dog person, Tim. Uh, I am a dog person. I have uh, I have a I personally don't have any dogs. My mom uh, takes care of my family dog, Rosie. She's a little 10 pound Havanese dog. Uh, my roommate has a big uh, has a big golden retriever. His name is Bodie. He's currently on vacation in Florida for the next two months. Uh, but he, he's a, he's a big love. I am a big dog guy. I've never really been a cat guy. I have a few friends who have had cats. I've never 
really gotten the allure of them because you know yeah i don't i don't know if you're a cat or if you're a cat or a dog guy west but yeah you know, dogs you just come you give them big hugs and they and they play with you and they mess around cats always seem very tame to me and i and their minds are always in alpha mode so i've never i've never really wanted to cross one i am a superstitious person though that comes with being a gambler so a black cat has crossed my has crossed my path a couple times and, and, and bad luck has ensued <laughs> I think that's the mojo you put off. See, you, you've already got a mindset. I can hear it in your voice right now. And, and the vibes that you probably give off to cats, they're like, oh, I ain't going to trust this guy. This guy, <laughs> this guy will kick me just as far as he is. He or, you know, he's not going to pay any attention to me. And so they just yeah. stay away from you, you know, where you see a dog and they're like, oh, he's going to love me. You know, and so they do that. They can see your eyes. They look at your eyes. Cats are weird, though. They're people. People are more scared of dogs. And they think dogs would probably be the thing that tears things up. But have you ever seen the videos where people put a collar on their cat and then put like a little camera on their cat and just watch them overnight? Uh, I've seen that. I, I, I have. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, and, the, and the cat like wanders around and everything. And the cats, I mean, like they're vicious. They'll, they'll go and kill it, eat things out in somebody else's yard. Like if they, kill, if they, they catch a bird, it's gone. The bird, they'll eat I a whole done. bird, you know? I have I have had a friend I have had a friend's dog I've been, I've been sitting in his backyard it's been a beautiful day the dog comes running up with something in its mouth where we think it's a toy and we found out that it was that it was some type of raccoon or beaver we really didn't know anymore all we knew is that we had to get the dog to the vet I've seen cats I I have seen cats eat mice I have you know the the hunter in me appreciates it but the, like the non expecting it part has always has always been it was always like oh my god this really just happened yeah yeah i mean the the cats are sneaky little animals too and they they leave them they leave the cameras on for house cats even domesticated cats and the cats just climb all over counters they get into everything they'll be sitting there wallowing in the in the toilet water and then they just jump up on a counter here i mean it's just like what the world are these cats doing they have no uh, you would think they were tame but they're not they're really not just they're not tame you know they are they are the king they are the king of their kingdom Okay. All right. Two-factor authentication is also trending on Twitter, where people have to remove a text message. Two-factor authentication, where they're trying to, I don't know what Twitter's doing, but they're threatening to lock people out of their accounts if they don't basically go to Twitter Blue, which is a paid-for subscription to Twitter to be able to push you up on the algorithm, gives you a blue check mark and stuff. If I'm understanding what two-factor authentication is, I've already seen some of my friends complaining about this. It, it circles me a background to Elon Musk, and he was at the Super Bowl. So, like you know, we can say all things circle around to the to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and all the activities that he's been doing lately? I guess it's been a, about a year now. He's my favorite alien. That's been, that's <laughs> been my that that's that's how I always describe him. He's my favorite alien. Um, I, you know. Wes, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a rich person, so the idea of like you know of having like ten thousand dollars is something that like oh my god oh my goodness that's that's crazy amount of money. Like Elon Musk has so much money, and like the fact that he he couch surfs to live, like he gets Ubers everywhere. Like the only real luxury he really he really experiences is is, is private is is a private jet to fly, which I you know I, I get like. I, I I love him so much. I really think he's someone who is wildly misunderstood by everybody in the everybody on the planet. I think he genuinely wants to make the world a better place. You know, I remember years ago when um years ago when uh, I believe it was it was either Puerto Rico or one or one of those areas they had a they had some type of natural disaster event. I believe it was a hurricane. Where the entire the entire country's electrical system or, or inf- electrical infrastructure or wireless infrastructure was destroyed, and he petitioned that government saying, "Let me come in and let me rebuild it. I'll do it. I'll do it on a cost-effective basis, and I'll and I will modernize this whole area." And they said no to him. I really think he's here to try and make the world a better place. I think he's. I think he's. Someone who he's not afraid to say what is on his mind. Um, I like I like his acquisition of Twitter. I think, you know, I I kind I, I kind of like the the curtain being lifted behind it a little bit as well. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big Elon Musk guy. 
Okay, well, I, I like Elon Musk, and he's a strange bird, that's for sure. In my world, I think he's a strange bird. I think we would get along. I, I think he's very eccentric, probably, you know, a guy with that much money. I don't think that he necessarily cares all that much about what other people think about him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to do his thing, and, and if that thing happens to... Uh, offend you a little bit well then it's going to offend you a little bit if it doesn't offend you well then you're going to think you're on my side but guess what tomorrow i'm going to do something that's going to offend you because i'm going to do what i think is right and right you know that's just that's just the way i think he is and uh, it's okay i've known plenty of people like that (laughs) along my ways and we probably are all a little bit like that you know we we, Mm -hmm. we all want to do what we think is the right thing to do but at the same time we can't make everybody happy. And somebody who has as many eyes on him as Elon Musk does, it's going to be really hard to make everybody happy. Uh, I don't think that he bought Twitter to give everybody freedom of speech. That's what it's going to appear to be because he, he, I do think that he wants things to be a fair fight ground, you know, a fair battleground. And we've had all these Twitter files and different things like that come out and everything. And it makes you kind of question whatever, whatever the government is doing and all that. And I don't think, Elon Musk is necessarily on anybody's side from a governmental standpoint. So he's not, you know, the right, the right wingers were cheering for Elon Musk to start with because now they had a voice they felt like, but now all of a sudden at some point they, they're like, whoa, 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 Elon's doing all this to us again. And I, I don't think that he's doing anything. I think that he's bought a company in Twitter and I think mm-hmm. he's trying to make it profitable. And I think he's trying to turn a key to a, to a corporation where he can make a lot of profit and, and do that. He, I think he actually wants to make it. Um, what is it? We WeChat. WeChat. I think is in China, and I think that that's what he's trying to make it be. Where in China, WeChat is just the complete end all, be all of a social media type of app where you pay for everything, you order everything there, you you, you get it all, and it kind of tells you your even like your credit score and stuff like that. And I, I don't know where that's going and everything, but. That's what it does, and I think that that's where Elon Musk is taking Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he spent $44 billion on it. I mean, you know, I know he upset Tesla shareholders when he did that because he had to liquidate a bunch of Tesla stock in order to do it. Um, I, I agree with you. I think he, I don't think he, I don't think he's affiliated to one side or the other. I think, I think anybody, you know, t- you know take take sides away. I think. Prior to him getting involved with Twitter, I think everybody saw like there there was bias. And, you know, I think everybody has everybody has some type of bias when it comes to that. Sure. I think his, I think I think I, I think in his heart of hearts, he wanted to level the playing field where everybody, regardless of where you stood, got a voice on it. Now that he's kind of done that, now that he's kind of brought it back to where everybody you know, ha- has a, everybody has a platform to say what they want. I think now he's trying to make it profitable. I, I agree with you. I think now he kind of has to turn back into his businessman of, okay, I just spent $44 billion on it. The last three, you know, major acquisitions of, uh, of major news uh, agencies like, like the Washington Post, like the, oh, yeah. um, like I don't I don't know the like the last three the last three the last three major uh, news acquisitions, but all three investments have like it, they've started in like the hundreds of millions and they and they and they've just absolutely tanked. So I think he's well. looking for ways, <laughs> right. Exactly, I think he's looking for ways to to you know to make this work. Which who knows if it'll actually happen. But I I agree with you. I think now he's kind of turned back into the business side of it. You talked about those biases that everybody has, and Twitter kind of accentuated those biases, I believe. A little bit, especially post-COVID era until now, things just got really, really crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it appeared one way or the other. But, you know, I think that those things are exaggerated a little bit. Um, I, I When I talk to people, and maybe it's just because I live down here in the South, so we all kind of think alike or whatever. But, Tim, you and I don't live in the South. Uh, together. You're way up there. And, and, you know, your beliefs are going to be different than a lot of my beliefs. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to respect you. I, I'm going to uh, help you in any way I can. If your car's broke down on the side of the road, guess what? This good old boy's going to stop and try to help you out. I don't care what race, creed, color, or anything you are. I'm going to try to help you out if your car won't start, you know? And I don't care what neck of the woods you're from or what neck of the woods I'm from or in. I'm going to be a gentleman either way. And what I've kind of thought about is that 
because as Twitter has expanded my universe a little bit, where I talk to people from California, I talk to people from England, I've talked to people from all over the place, right? Uh, one of my best buddies, Rob Norton, is from Ohio. Uh, uh, another guy on this Fantasy Impact Today network is uh, Pierre. He's, he's from Indianapolis. And you know what? We all get along. And, and we're all different colors. We're all different backgrounds. We're all different everything, ages, all those things. I, I think that all of the dissension that's been talked about, I think it gets accentuated a little bit because people are behind Twitter doors and they can say whatever they want without repercussions to some degree, right? Maybe you get blocked or something like that or you don't get as many mm-hmm. likes on Twitter. But when you're face-to-face with people – and. It, I, I, I don't think it's nearly that bad, and I wonder if sometimes those people who don't cause dissension aren't just robots somewhere, keyboards, just typing out things just to make everybody angry at each other. You know, just trying to make people angry. I, I tend to agree with you. I am a firm believer of when the when the what if you treat people the way you want to be treated, you will be you will be very you, you will have a nice life. I. And I am also a firm believer of if you only associate with people who share your exact way of thinking and there is no and there can be no there can be no debate on everything. You're going to be very alone in life. One thing one person who I've really appreciated in, in within the last five years, because I can't watch the news anymore personally, like I really like I remember. I, I was like one of the last people to know about COVID because I really I just I gave up on the news completely and I was much happier for it. I am a huge, huge, huge Joe Rogan fan. Now, do I do I agree with everything he says? No, but I love his podcast. I love him coming. I love him bringing everybody in and just being a three hour conversation. And you know what? At the end of it, they're still gentlemen. They they can yeah. they they're still they're still humans. Hey man, I appreciate you sharing your side with me. I don't I don't agree with it. I don't agree with all of it, but I respect you having the convictions to say thank you for talking to me about it. Hey, and we can have, and you know what? Let's go get food. Let's go do something. I I I, I hate I hate division. I am a person. I, I'm a huge lover. I'll, I'll I'll always welcome everybody in. I agree with you. If I was driving on the side of the road and I saw someone who needed help. I, you know, I would pull over. I'd be, hey man, do you need help? And the person would either say yes or no. And I, and if I can't help you, I will. If you are just yeah. a decent human to people, you you will have a very nice experience in this on this planet during your time here. That and is. Go oh. ahead, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say that is Tim Fitzgerald, a nice guy, super nice guy. <laughs> you can find him I, on Twitter. I, I am I am ninety five percent teddy bear and five percent grizzly bear. The five percent <laughs> only comes out. The five percent only comes out. When I feel that my that I feel like my family or my people are in trouble. Hey, you can find him on Twitter at Run From Dolan. You can find me on Twitter at Loafinet. You can find uh, the show at FI Today with a little underscore over the on Twitter. Fantasy Impact Today. I'll ask you to like this show, uh, review the show, leave a comment on whatever listening platform you usually like to listen to the show on. Don't forget to share it too. If you do happen to hang around on Twitter, retweet the show, quote tweet the show, all those things will retweet your quote tweet. I, if that makes any sense, I think I said that right. Retweet your quote tweet. We may quote tweet <laughs> your quote tweet. I, I don't know, but as we t- talk about all these different trending topics. One of the trending topics is a uh, going to be the NBA All-Star Game coming up here real soon. And it kind of ties into the Joe Rogan thing, the, the, all the stuff that we're talking about on Twitter and Kyrie Irving, all those things. Uh, Kyrie Irving, did he make the All-Star Game? He should have made the All-Star Game. He's a starter. He's a, star- he's a starter, I believe. He was a starter for the East. Or no, they don't do East West. He is a starter in the game, yes, still. It, he, uh, they change things up so much. It's so hard for me to keep up with all these things. And we talked about all the different rules in the NFL, I guess, Pro Bowl a little couple of weeks ago. And I just, I, I didn't even want to try to understand what the NBA All Star Game, different competitions and everything were going to be. I saw last night though. I think it was a celebrity game, probably or something like that, or all sports. And I, I did see a dunk by DK Metcalf. Did you see the DK Metcalf catch and everything that he had too? That was kind of crazy. Like, I, that's CGI. I, I, yeah, I, know. Yes. Go, I will go to my grave saying that people are like, is this real? Is this real? I'm like, no, this has to be CGI, but he is a freak of an athlete. I, I love watching DK Metcalf play. Remember when he chased down that guy on the interception? <laughs> that guy had no, no shot. Buda Baker, Buda Baker, <laughs> six yards away from a touchdown. But you know what? That's what locked. That's what. That's what sold everybody on DK Metcalf. No one yeah. will question that guy's hustle. He chased him from the back of the end zone, caught him on the six yard line. And you want to know something? I, I could be wrong. If some, if I am wrong, I hope someone corrects me. 
they that that Seattle uh, that Seattle defense stopped the Cardinals on that goal line. I I, I believe that's how that happened. Okay, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I saw him get a steal and then dribble it down. I think he got a dunk as well from that. So yeah, I think he can play basketball probably a little bit. All those guys are athletes. It's crazy how many yeah. athletes could go from one side to the other. What about you? What do you do? You like the Pro Bowl game? Do you like the MLB All Star Weekend? I guess everything's a weekend now, so we we could say it that way. Or the NBA All Star Weekend. Which which one do you like best? NFL, NBA, or uh, what? I, what I leave off? MLB. Uh, so. M- if you had asked me like three, if you had asked me like four weeks ago before the NFL revamped their Pro Bowl, I would have told you that I loved the NBA. NBA Saturday night with the three point contest, oh, the yeah. skills challenge, the yeah. slam dunk contest. Oh, that used to be so I, I good, it. Tim. That used to be so yeah. good. I don't know what happened to it. it. It feels like it's lost its luster for me anyway. It, it, maybe I just because I'm older and everything, and I'm maybe uh, you know separated from that stuff a little bit more. But I know back in the heyday, in the eighties, nineties, man, that was that was awesome. That was awesome. It was great. I mean, at, at this house that I'm at, this very house that I told you that I'm from, I uh, I remember seeing Nate Robinson jump oh. over Dwight Howard, and oh. I used to love Nate Robinson mm-hmm. because of it. Hey, I didn't I didn't care what he did throughout the 82 games as long as he was in a slam dunk contest. I did <laughs> not care. Well, uh, he, yeah, yeah, Nate's yeah. got a special place in my heart. That Chicago, whenever he played with the Bulls, and he had that one game where he went off on the second half in overtime. To carry the team, man, that guy, he'll always have a place in the Chicago Bulls fans' hearts because of that. Yeah, I, I, I love that guy. He was he was always great for the Knicks. Um, him and D'Antoni, unfortunately, fought, which you know was common for a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, and, and he was, unfo- he unfortunately, you know, he was out of the team. But when he, he jumped over Dwight Howard, he did everything he could with it. Like, it, it was him watching Blake Griffin in the slam dunk contest, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. I mean, yeah. these guys were great great for the weekend and now i don't even know who's in it now and and that's part of it too i think that we lose touch of it because it feels like the rookies are all in the slam dunk contest and you'll still get a lot of the stars in the nba three-point contest or even the other thing where they do and i like the other thing too whenever i have a chance to see it but it's just not must see tv whenever the guards kind of play the big fellas and stuff and they they go through the little nba obstacle course and by the way i like the nhl obstacle course thing where they're mm-hmm. uh, all-star weekend where they're shooting the pucks at the li- different targets and stuff that, that's pretty cool too I, I don't mind that stuff uh but then nhl all-star game where it's i, I believe they do three on threes and stuff i just yeah. I, I could i could leave it i could leave it alone um but the the nba thing i think it's because those big names aren't there in the slam dunk contest and then they save the slam dunk contest for last like it's supposed to be the uh, candle on top of the cake and it's just not anymore yeah, I mean, I, I have always been. It, it, you, you'd ask me what my favorite was. My, you know, yeah. prior to the last couple of years, my favorite, it, it, like in, I guess the, the tie for one A and one B would be, would be between MLB's home run derby and the NBA slam dunk contest. I love what the NFL did for the Pro Bowl the last couple of, uh, a couple weeks ago. I love what they tr- they're trying to do something different because I get I get these players positions look man it's the you know we're here we're here to showcase talent we're not here to get hurt and the nfl has really like okay flag football uh you know the most insane catch like a slam dunk contest i love this uh the stefan diggs and i believe uh amon ross st brown good good guy for detroit I, i love what they're trying to do i love what they're trying to do i think they need some a little more calibrations with it um but i think that's gonna make something very interesting um the NBA, I've always felt like we've been robbed by not seeing LeBron James in the slam dunk contest. I, I've well, always, I've look, always, and I that. got my theories on that. And what it is is that the big names like that, like a LeBron James or something, they have a lot more to lose than gain nowadays. And mm. when you had Michael Jordan and when you had all those people going into the NBA slam, they were trying to make a name for themselves. They already had a little bit of a name, but they were trying to make an even bigger name. They were trying to build a brand, but now all those people have brands and you see the people trying to make their name in the NBA world, entering those contests where like a LeBron James, he has, he had way more to lose by losing a slam dunk contest than he had to win one. I'll tell you we're, we're going to see him where I, I, I still think we're going to see LeBron James in a slam dunk contest. So Tim, you think so still? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that he'll be throwing alley oops to his son at some point in the slam dunk oh, contest. Oh, huh? okay. As a, a catch twenty two, but that's what I think that he's going to end up. We'll end up seeing. And and I we've got to. 
I I imagine now we will still see him slam dunk a basketball in the slam dunk contest somehow, some way. You know, I don't know how they'll they'll choreograph it between him and his sons or something. Something will happen. Something will happen where maybe it looks like he's going to throw an alley-oop to his son and then his son catches it and then throws an alley-oop back to dad. And then <laughs> I mean, I can see that. We, we, he has to have that moment in the slam dunk contest or else his legacy will be tarnished forever. That's my personal feelings about it, LeBron. I, I could be wrong, but... Uh, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I ain't got nothing else. Uh, my, so um, I respect LeBron and his convictions of... Like he's he's I think he's done chasing the who's better him or Jordan. I think yes, both of them who's better. I think both of them say that they're better than each other. Um, don't, but I think LeBron the only thing he's working towards now, besides you know I think he's still working for a championship. Don't get me wrong, but I think the only other thing left for him that he said that he wants to do is play with both of his sons. So if both if he could figure out a way to get into the slam dunk contest with both of them, I think that would be one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. Uh, and and I think part of that has been whenever he was growing up as a kid, he saw the Griffey uh, Senior and the Griffey Junior playing on the same team together and stuff. And I, I think that that impacted him. And he's like, I'm going to do that with my kids too. Uh, he's uh, he's cool. been very he's been very outspoken. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm for, you know, I'm 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 lucky. I have my father in my life. He's been very outspoken of how he feels like he was slighted because he never knew his father, and he carries that very he carries that very close to his vest, and he. He, you know, he's had he's had issues with basketball, and I don't agree with everything that you know that he does or he says. But the one thing that you can't take away from he looks like he's a he looks like he's a very good dad to his kids, and I think that he I think that him wanting to play with his kids is just an extension of like him wanting to be the best father that he possibly can. Aaron Rodgers will be trending here before too long. I think next week is whenever he has to make his decision. But you even texted mm-hmm. me today and said, "Hey, Aaron, he's out." He's out. I, I thought he went to like a secluded place to rest for a couple of days or something is where, where he was now at this point. And I've seen him on your your guy, Pat McAfee. Is that his name? Pat McAfee show? Pat I, McAfee show. Yeah, I saw I saw that. And then Aaron Rodgers is sitting there dropping all kinds of conspiracies. And I'm like, oh, boy, he's going to a padded wall place now, not just a secluded <laughs> place. Maybe padded with the way he's talking. I enjoy that conversation myself, personally, well, what Aaron Rodgers was talking about. But you said that he was possibly or probably, it looks like he's... Uh, kind of kicked the last curb there in Green Bay. So yeah, uh, Pat, Pat McAfee, he, he he's gotten a uh, he's gotten a view behind the curtain, as you say. Uh, you know, uh, Rogers has always been very open that the only media people he'll talk to on a regular basis is McAfee and AJ Hawk. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to watch. I really I really I really enjoy Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. That, um, so that's AJ Hawk is is Pat McAfee's co-host. Is that who that is? Right, so McAfee was originally on was originally with Barstool. He left. Yeah. He he branched out on his own thing, and he brought AJ Hawk. You know, the show's from twelve to three daily. So that's who's uh, on the right hand side. Like he got McAfee on the left hand side, Aaron Rodgers in and, the middle, and then Aaron, uh, Hawk is in the right hand side. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, I, you know he he looked very familiar. I was I've always been like, who is that guy? Because I only see little snippets <laughs> here and there, and I'm like, who is that guy? And now I know. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's got AJ Hawk. He's got the toxic table with Boston Connor, Todd Schmidt. You've got one half of the Hammer Don Cruz. Uh, Hammer Don's the name of their gambling show with Tone Diggs. I, I love that show, man. Him and him and Rogan are really the only guys that I watch. But um, back to the Aaron Rodgers thing. Rodgers was very defensive this week when he was on. He was on Tuesday. He said, you know, he he made it very clear. Like, look, this has been on the books. This is not something that I'm just doing on the whim. He, you know, he's going away. I believe he said that he was going in uh, this past Wednesday. He should maybe even be out by now. So I'm sure that this, sometime this week, or if not next week, we'll get some type of answer on it. I know I, I don't I don't know if this will play into it, but I know uh, McAfee is on vacation. They went uh, they're they're gone from this past Wednesday till I believe next Monday. They're back. They're off for about two weeks. Um, you know I. I kind I kind of admire Rogers in the fact that like he's telling he, he's telling Schefter and and Rappaport like hey you guys are great at what you do but you guys don't know me don't try and act like you know me but it, it really does sound like the Packers are really just over it at this point they they believe in Jordan Love they want to move forward with Jordan Love um and that they'll have to facilitate some type of trade for for Aaron Rodgers to you know be in either Vegas or New York next year yeah and and um. Yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers reminds me a little bit. Of, he's got some Elon Musk in him, you know, like yes. one minute you like him, next minute you're questioning everything he does. And and he just really doesn't care. He's just going to do what he thinks is right. And, 
if 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 you agree with him, so be it. If you don't agree with him, so be it. You know, and he's gonna go out and do what he he's gonna go out and do Aaron Rodgers things, which is okay. I mean, that's 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 what Aaron Rodgers does. So I don't mind it at all. Um, where do you think he's gonna play? Uh, I am torn between the Jets and Vegas. The Jets are a quarterback away. I I, I firmly believe that. I, I believe that they they can get over the top with a quarterback, but. Not say, any quarterback. But, I mean, if, if it's Derek Carr, can they get over the top? Derek, so side note, I believe Derek Carr can have the same effect Matt Stafford had on, on the Rams last year. I believe a team that's a quarterback in away. I, I, in New York, I, you know, obviously the lights are brighter, but, you know, I, I, I genuinely think Derek Carr is capable of having a Matt Stafford type of effect I, on, I, on a team. I, I, I disagree with you on that one completely because I, whenever really? I – Yeah, I do. Derek Carr, and maybe it's just from a stats standpoint, but he's just terrible outside. He's terrible. I, I say outside in the cold, in the snow, his home road splits are just, I mean, they're atrocious. If you go back and you look at those things throughout his career, it, it's not something that I would want to be pursuing if I were the New York Jets. It is going to be a huge check mark against him from a fantasy football perspective. And I think that it should be from a New York Jet perspective as well. I don't think he manages the game well in the cold. I, I just don't think he's acclimated to that weather. I don't think he ever has been. So I just, I'm going to rule it out completely if I was the New York Jets. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't necessarily want to go to New York, I always see those older veteran players. I mean, they want to have fun in their last mm-hmm. days. And and yeah, it'd be cool to go play in New York. And it'd be a great story if Aaron Rodgers went there and brought the Jets home a title and all that stuff. But man, Vegas would be so much more fun. <laughs> so so the reason why I put Vegas ahead. So I, I don't know why I didn't think of this. When when Derek Carr was done, I'm like, oh, okay, the the Raiders are gonna blow everything up, they're gonna rebuild. If they keep when they keep Devontae Adams, if 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 Devontae Adams is still in Vegas, which it sounds like all indications are going to be, yep. Vegas has to be the front runner. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are two best friends. They they yep. truly they're they're truly brothers to each other. They love each other. They 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 want to succeed with each other. When when Rodgers was going through his you know his biggest battles with uh, with Green Bay, Devontae Adams was the first one in the media okay. saying, "I have my Great quarterbacks story. back." Great yeah, story I, too, from a WWE perspective. <laughs> if we look at it that way, from an NFL <laughs> perspective, it'd be a great story, right? It'd be fantastic. I agree. I agree. Um, no, I, I think the I think Devonte Adams is walking into Josh McDaniels' office and say, "You have to go get twelve because I came here to play with Derek Carr. You guys did what you did with Derek Carr. That's fine. It's not my business. Go and get twelve right now because he will he will lead us there." Here's the here's the problem with that. Go ahead. Okay, uh, what what system? Who, what's the head coach's name? Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Where did Josh McDaniels come from? Pa- the Patriots, New England. Uh-huh. Okay, the Patriots. And uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick have always believed kind of in the Patriot way, right? And yeah. you sit there and you look like uh, – you. I look at Vrabel. Vrabel's a Patriot at heart, right? And it's, yeah. It's it's the Vrabel way there in in Tennessee. We don't need a whole bunch of stars around us. And I just wonder if that's not going to be the same motive there in Vegas, too, where it's going to be, hey, we're going to trust the system here. This is McDaniel's system now. Uh, this is not going to be Aaron Rodgers' system. This isn't going to be Devontae Adams' system. This ain't going to be Josh Jacobs' system. This is the McDaniel system, and this is the system we're running, and we do not need an Aaron Rodgers to do that. I don't know if, like, Belichick and all Vrabel and all those player people – keep the money that they don't spend on payroll or, or how that, <laughs> why, they're, why, why they're trying to do it that way, but that, that's what they do. And so I'm curious to see if McDaniels does that. I think he'd be crazy not to reunite those two together. And Aaron Rodgers would, would, I mean, it'd be great to see him return to that kind of glory again. I, I say that as a Bears fan, I don't really mean it. I don't reckon, but I, I, I pull for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I like football. You know, I, I don't really ever root hatred wise against a team. I enjoy mm-hmm. watching good football, and I can appreciate what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table. I hated it whenever it was against the Bears, but at the same Absolutely. time, I'd shake my head and I'd go, "Oh, that guy's so good! I can't stand it, but man, he's so good!" You know, I I, I can't dislike the person. I just don't like the colors necessarily, but I, I don't even hate the colors anymore. But I think he'd be great there with with uh, Devonte Adams, with Darren Waller. With the kid from Clemson, that wide receiver, with Josh Jacobs, I think they got a lot of pieces there to be able to make uh, Aaron Rodgers very happy. I agree with you. I, I, so just on your whole, just 
I cannot and will never ever root for Jerry Jones. I I, I will. I never want to see that man win a championship. I want to see. I want to see uh, Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and Ceedee Lamb and all the all, all these guys on on offense and defense. I want to see them win a championship, but I do not want to see Jerry Jones win a championship. Okay. But uh, back back to your point on the the Josh McDaniels, you know, the Patriot way. The one thing that Bill Belichick never really had was a guy with a huge contract. Devontae Adams is being paid. With deservingly so, I'm, I'm, I'm not questioning that. Him, him, my man Max Crosby, my man Darren Wallet. These these boys are getting paid big bucks. Yep. Like they run that team. I think you know. Again, Devontae Adams was sold on coming to play with the Raiders because of Derek Carr. That man got paid a five year, 150 million dollar deal with about 100 million of it guaranteed. I think I, I agree with you. I think that for every for every team to succeed, you have to buy into a philosophy. And the Patriot way has been the most successful over the last 25 years. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. But I also think that the big money can also run a team where Devontae Adams, he, he'll he go talk to Mark Davis. He'll go talk to Mike Mayock. I don't even think Mayock is still there. But I, he, he will find a way to get Aaron Rodgers there. And I also believe that if Rodgers comes to Vegas – he he's not going to come in and say, okay, everybody, we have to have you know we have to have meditation Wednesdays, and you know we all we all we all have to you know we all we all have to you know eat mushrooms together and do that. I, I don't think he's going to come in and try and build blow up any type of any type of culture that those team ha- that that team has. I think he's going to come in. He's going to understand. You know, I I have to. You know, he has to do what Brady did. He you know yeah. leave and win a championship for it to be validated. So I I think they figure out a way to get that done. Everybody knows what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table on and off the court or off the field, I guess, a little bit yeah. there. And it, nothing, uh, McAfee would be great in the Vegas locker room or, you know, surrounding that, all those things. Too. <laughs> you know, I mean, just seriously, he brings all those things with him. Uh, he might mm-hmm. even bring a little Kyrie Irving. Where, can Kyrie Irving play receiver? Where, where can Kyrie? Uh, hey. <laughs> Throw him in a slot. Throw him in a slot. (laughs) Last thing here on this Twitter trending show that we've got going on. We've got, uh, let's say, 56 minutes here. I'm writing down. I'm trying to write down all the times, too, uh, Tim, so people can just jump into the podcast wherever they feel comfortable jumping into it at if they want to hear about a certain topic or something that is trending on Twitter. Uh, Mm. Last thing I see is Tom Hanks. I don't know why Tom Hanks is trending, but uh, Tom Hanks has always been one of those respectable actors, I guess, throughout the years and has made some incredible movies. I don't know if you're a big movie buff guy or anything. I have really checked out of the movie business. I, I don't I don't watch a lot of movies anymore. I don't have time to watch movies anymore. It just never fits into my lifestyle. I can't I can't dedicate two or three hours to it, and it doesn't, doesn't seem like I can ever pick up and leave off with a movie. I, I don't pay for cable television. I, I got I got rabbit ears or whatever you want. I, 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 don't, I don't have very many, if any, uh, that I know of. Maybe my daughter and my wife pay for some subscription to something or another along the way, but I, I don't do any of those things. I could care less about it. There's plenty of things I can watch for free, and I just really basically like sports anyway. But Tom Hanks was one of those guys, even I remember him, Back when he used to dress like a woman on some TV show, that's where I first remember him a long, long time ago. Good buddies, good buddies, good, good something is what the name of the show is. I can't remember what the name of the show is. You can probably Google it faster than I can remember it. But I mean, that was a long time ago where him and a, him and his um, him and his friend couldn't find rent or couldn't couldn't find a place to live, and so the cheapest place was to live in an all girl apartment building, and so they had to dress like girls. <laughs> And him and his buddy were, whenever they were guys on the show, they were like the girls' cousins or brothers or something. It, it was it was it was strange, but <laughs> they lived in an all-girl apartment building. I remember that. But he's always been a good actor. I will tell you, from the time I'm maybe two years old, my favorite, like I, I get, I I love doing this. I love getting up with you on Saturday morning, doing the show with you. Was my first love getting up Saturday morning and watching Toy Story five or six times to the point that my mom would take t- my mom would take the, the the tape away. Tom Hanks as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz. I, I I've been a Tom Hanks fan for a long time. Um, I love him in everything from Toy Story to the Polar Express to Terminal. I just saw I, I just saw a short video about Terminal. Uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, you know, le- leading leading man John Miller. He is in some great movies uh, i tend to agree with you i i te- i really i don't, i have not seen a good new movie in the last five to maybe seven years uh you know i'm i'm not a new movie guy i'm i'm a, I'm a classic guy um uh, but i, I i'm a big time Hanks guy 
Okay, yeah, I, I am too. Bosom Buddies was the name of the show. Bosom Buddies was it. I don't, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't know that he's been on many other TV shows, but I'm sitting here looking at all these movies that he's been in. He was in Elvis? What was he doing in Elvis movie? Uh, I have not seen that, so I don't maybe, know. Maybe maybe he was the, uh, what, what was it, what was Elvis's handler's name or whatever, the captain or uh, the, the colonel? Colonel, maybe? The colonel was the name? Polar Express, that was one. No, I think Elvis was the king, but I think his oh, I think his manager was called the Colonel or something. I could be wrong on that. Uh, Polar yeah. Express, that's a good one. Great Greyhound, I've never seen that one. Toy nah. Story, he's he, boy that I, he's made a bunch off of the Toy Story movies. Can you imagine how much yeah. money he's made off that? Sully, I've never seen that one either. I've never seen that one. That was about the airplane that went down in the in the Hudson. Yeah, I, I actually I, I remember I remember that day really well. Yeah, I've only seen the opening of that. I've never seen the uh, the full story of that. Inferno, never. Nope. Pinocchio, nope. Captain nope. Phillips, uh, nope. I haven't. I, nope. Again, another, another movie that I I know the real life story of, but I don't know his story. Yeah, he does a lot of those w- w- real life ones. The Post. No, I don't remember that one either. Apollo thirteen. I remember that. That was a trippy movie, wasn't it? The Apollo thirteen. Uh, that was. Intense. I've actually never seen it. <laughs> have you not seen that movie? I have not seen it. Nope. Oh my! Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. That's it. You got. You got Apollo thirteen. That's a good one. You can watch that. That hologram king. No Force Gump. Oh, how can we forget Force For- Gump? I gotta find Bubba. <laughs> that was a crazy. That was one of those first where they edited the movie so many times, and you, you put the the person in the old situation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was standing up there with Nixon and he drops trousers on. on the... <laughs> uh, oh, that beautiful day in the neighborhood uh, with with uh, whenever he was the, the Mr. Mr. Rogers story, right? Yeah. Angels and demons. He got into all that stuff too. The angels mm-hmm. and demons ones, the Da Vinci Code. Remember all yeah. that? That that stuff is crazy. I, I've gone down a lot of different rabbit holes in my life, the conspiracy rabbit holes, and to think about the Da Vinci Code and. Uh, you know, it's it's really an offshoot into all kinds of conspiracy theories and everything. That was crazy stuff. The terminal, that was a good one where he's locked into the airplane or airport. Yeah, airport. Yep. The Green Mile. The Green <laughs> where Mile. The, where, the, where the big guy, he, 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 you can see his hand go below the screen, and you're like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> but, yep, I remember that. Castaway, huh? Every Castaway. Castaway. How, how, how do you cry? He made me cry for a volleyball. Tim, how do you make me cry for a volleyball? I'm a, I'm a grown it was, man. It was his only friend for however many days he was at sea. It was his, it was his own it was his only friend. I'm I'm taking us back here a little bit more. I'm, I want to keep because we're almost to the we got to be to the beginning of his film career now. Road to Perdition. You've got mail. Remember you've got mail. That was one. Uh, yeah. Big. Remember Big from a long long time ago. That was probably where I really remember him uh, from breaking out into the into the movie scene. Was was Big. I think I got that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a league of their own sleepless in seattle philadelphia splash i remember splash way back in the day too the burbs the money pit i think that was one in the same um just because neither one of them did well at the box office probably they were both money pits for uh the movie industry turner and hooch i forgot about old turner and hooch turner and hooch hey, swinging it all the way back around to catterday yeah. and whether you are a dog guy or a uh, 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 cat guy, cat guy. Hey, Tim, good show. I like the trending Twitter topics. We got to hit all over the place and, and even cover the things that we wanted to cover. But, but you're right. Pitchers and catchers are coming up real soon. So I do want to take a look at major league baseball teams next time. If that, if you don't mind, maybe we can look at some of those teams because it's a long way before baseball season, actually, because of the, uh, spring training and everything that we go through. But I like to look at rosters because so many teams, make roster moves along the way that, that I got to get more familiarized with them for the fantasy baseball season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I love, ba- I love baseball. I'll happily talk baseball. Um, I'm a firm believer that they should just cancel the season and just give the trophy to the Mets because we're going to win it. In, we're going to win it in October anyway. Um, but Wes, I have an idea. Why don't we, why don't we ask some of the, some of our faithful listeners, uh, why don't, if they have baseball questions, why don't they hit us on Twitter and see, maybe we can have a, some type of Q and a at the end of next, at the end of next episode. Sure, I would love that. They can leave a comment there on whatever listening platform they like to listen to it on. But the better way to do it is to just DM either Tim at Run From Dolan, at Run From Dolan over on Twitter, or you can DM the show at FI Today with a little underscore, or you can DM me at Loafing It over on Twitter. That's probably going to be the best way, so you might have to make a Twitter account. I, I wish I – look, I, I we, the, the show has got a, um, a email address. It's something, somewhere. 
I don't ever check email. I, I be honest. Okay, we needed somebody to check all those things for us because I don't know how to check email. I don't know how to read comments. I, I don't know how to do any of those things. Usually that's a Rob <laughs> Norton thing or a Pierre thing. That's what they do to him. So maybe people could hit you up over there, over over there on the comment section of the podcast as well. And that's always a good thing. So I don't know if you know how to do that, Tim, but but you are welcome absolutely. Run from, I, run from Dolan. Hit me up. Yeah, run from Dolan. Uh, we love Major League Baseball questions. If you have any lineup questions or or p- players that you should draft in fantasy baseball, I know Rob Norton is really big into that. So is Pierre. So am I. I, I really, we really like to crunch the numbers and get into all the baseball like semantics of it all and get deep dive into people's stats and everything. I don't know if you do that, like baseball savant and stuff like that. Tim, do you ever get into those things? Um, not the not the deep oh. numbers. Not 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 deep in the number. But you know what? I'm I'm open, I'm open for something new. So maybe this yes. season we'll uh, we can do that. That's an, I would love to walk you through a baseball savant page because if you like baseball, which it sounds, I can hear it in your voice that you do, man. If if we go over there to baseball savant and you start looking at all the graphs and everything that they have, and you can see how players really perform, like your guy Pete Alonso, you you can see why Pete Alonso struggles in a batting average whenever you look at the direction mm-hmm. that he hits the ball. You you can just see it, and you can see it coming too with players that are progressing up through the minor league system and everything. You can see it on their page, or you know, younger guys. You can go, oh yeah, yeah, he'll be lucky if he ever hits for average like Pete Alonso doesn't even hit for average. You know, he's he's going to be a lower average guy than Pete Alonso. Uh, baseball savant and those kind of analytics are really awesome to look at. So yeah, it sounds like a good time, Tim, on a Saturday. Saturday, trending Twitter morning. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Share the podcast with whoever you like to share it with. And more importantly than all those things, we hope that you will go out and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.